Hello everybody and welcome to Rich Rewind. Today we are talking about the best game ever made, Ogre Battle 64. If you disagree with this, stuff it. Hit the music, Craig. And with me today is a person of lordly caliber. May I introduce to you Count Craig. Hello, um, my name is actually Craig. Person of lordly caliber, Patterson. Really? You might not want to say your last name. Um, people yeah. are going to show up and be like, you like control, huh? And they're just going to stare I mean, at you. No, they're going to be like, solid choice, mate. Um, I was thinking it was more Americans that would show up, so nobody's saying mate. Maybe bro. Oh, bro. Solid choice, bro. Bro! Bro, I love control, bro. And then, then they'll do that, the Keanu Reeves point break, shoot the gun up in the air while screaming. It'll be all kinds of disconcerting for you poor Scottish folk. <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, this, this game is too important to me to go off on tangents. No Bob Hoskins, no Roger Rabbit, no Bucky okay. O'Hare. We're going to start this with a question. And that question is, Craig... What dost thou hold within thy sword? Oh, 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 hang on. I took a note. I took a note. Wait till I get to it. I thought it was. What dost thou hold? Talent, Dave. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my. And we, we'll do the rest later, but what shalt thou sever with thy sword? Oh, anarchy. Oh, anarchy. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. you're a big fan of uh, government oversight. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. So, give us the stats, Craig, and then we'll talk about this thing. Oh, dear God. Right, okay, yeah, so it was um, developed by Quest Corporation, published by Nintendo and Atlas in the US, directed by Tatsuya Azayaki. Azayagi? Terrible, sorry. Produced by Makoto Tokuyaga. Tokugawa. Um, designed by <laughs> Tokugawa. Uh, designed by Koji Takino. And there's more names in there. The music was composed by people. And uh, it was released in 1999 in Japan and then 2000 <coughs> in North America, where it is important. Um, this is the. And it's an N64 this game. This is the year Sorry. 2000, Craig. It's the new millennium. Can you imagine? God. Do you know what I learned? Do you what know did I you learn? Talking about the year 2000. So, you know, you get leap years to account for the fact that, you know, like, the uh, we need to add an extra day every four years because the world doesn't quite rotate around perfectly at 365 yeah. days or however many days are in a year. Apart from that, every year or two, the the clocks need reset because it's it has to account for seconds that end up needing added as well. Yeah. So... On certain years, at the stroke of midnight at New Year, the clock will read 23.59.60, as in 60 seconds, oh. and then it'll tick over to one second. That's pretty cool. I, I, and, and, I was reading about it, and it actually literally... So if you stare at your computer clock at midnight, it'll actually say that. It's not, it's not in the background, it just adds a second. You might also be the loneliest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're doing that in New Year, it's a bit, a bit right. sad. But, but this is the Millennium. You know. Craig, do you remember what you were doing on the Millennium when it when it ticked over? Oh, my 
God, I was absolutely, I was minced out my face <laughs> running from a pub, um, which I was too young to be in, obviously, because it was 16 at the time. Um, I Drunk, running in kilts, because everyone was wearing kilts because it was the millennium, to one of my friend's houses and just getting abs, like, like super drunk. We tried to run at 10 to midnight to get to his house for midnight for for the bells but someone had to pee in a bush on the way home that sounds like a great someone else fell over (laughs) you know like that kind of thing but I I remember it all clearly I remember like his big sister and her partner cooking his breakfast in the month you know like older big sister like totally just taking care homey wise um, of all the hungover youths in the house it it was brilliant well it only happens once a millennium craig i mean you got us i've celebrated in quite similar style i was at home playing harvest moon um (laughs) (laughs) you were staring at the clock waiting for the extra second (laughs) pretty much uh my dad pulled a good y2k prank by shutting off the power at the stroke of midnight and everybody in my family freaked Mm -hmm. right out um but yes i was playing harvest moon on the playstation um that's a big indication of the difference between us, I think. Especially the younger versions yeah. of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, the younger version the younger version of me was a, a drunken idiot. Now I'm I'm still a drunken idiot, but I, But without I've, the alcohol. There's a time and a place. <laughs> uh, I still partake every so often. Every so Alright. More importantly, Craig, mm-hmm. for what shalt thou beseech the gods? More importantly, you said let's not get distracted like 20 minutes ago. Well, I mean, we had to discuss the the millennium, Craig. I mean, this was the year 2000. Oh, oh that's true, that's true. Um, trust. Ooh. Trust. All right. Uh, so far, we have been different on all of them. Oh, all right. Wow. And what shalt thou offer the gods? Truth. Okay. With truth comes your history with this game, Craig. Oh, God. Like, I, um, back in the day with N64, I had an N64 and... This was actually one of the only games I owned for it. <laughs> so I played it night and day for a, an ungodly amount. No, I've never I've never ever played are it you, before. I'd never even heard of it. I, are you familiar <laughs> with the series at all, Ogre Battle? No, and like I, I, obviously in my limited research Googling it, that it's actually a, a gigantic thing. I was just like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the only one in the series to not have Queen lyrics as their subtitle. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, like, genuinely, genuinely surprised um, at it. But, I mean, I say genuinely surprised, but of all of the genres as well, strategy is something that back in the day, my, I was very limited strategically. Well... If that I mean, I mean, you got chops. You got chops in some areas. Like, I mean, you did play like Commandos, which is a strategy game. Yeah. I mean, it was just a very different mm-hmm. variety. You didn't go down the RTS bandwagon. You went down the yeah different art strategy. Um, my history with Ogre Battle is close to yours. I never owned this <laughs> game once in my life ever. It was always too expensive for me to own, so I rented it, and I rented it. For a year straight, I would walk in, wow. hand them it, and say, I would like to re-rent it, and then rent it again. Um, I ha- Yeah, I had this game out for, uh, if it wasn't close to a calendar year, it was a calendar year. Um, Dude, it's, what, at what point does just buying it become the more financially well, prudent Well, remember, option? it's the year 2000. 
I'm 15, so one more year till a job. And okay. then, right. but I always could, you know, bum five bucks off my parents once a week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this was Fair very enough. much a constant rental for me. Um, I And by the time I was like, oh, yeah, I should really own this, it was like $600. And you're like, I should really wait till I can emulate that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I would, for a long time, I was watching N64 emulation like come on guys get come on come on guys get to ogre battle uh it turns out this game is notoriously hard to emulate in terms of doing it correctly so it was always kind of a well I'll play it but the backgrounds are a little fuzzy and things aren't quite right but um until it got re-released on uh the first the Wii and then the Wii U eShop and my brain exploded like oh my gosh I love when companies I don't know if this is what motivates it or not, but takes games that are rare or expensive and goes, no, let's make that available digitally. PlayStation's done this a couple times. Xbox has done it, and Nintendo's done it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the whole this is rare and highly sought after is the motivation or if it's just a random roll of the dice. I don't know. But, um... Oh, God. I've I've always got this question. Apart from the fact that I'm, like, shaking my head at you because young Dave spent a fortune renting a game which you could have bought for less and then be worth much more now. Um, apart from that, um, is is the rare thing, and this is this is something, it might be a mix of both, but is it because it, there's like limited run Well, that, games that's or... the main reason I couldn't buy it, is this was extreme. Okay. Like, by the time I was 15, I was living in, um, you know, backwoods New York like I am now. And mm-hmm. you had like Walmart and GameStop, except then it was Electronics Boutique. Okay. And if they didn't carry it, nope, you weren't getting it anywhere. I couldn't buy it online because oh, I didn't wow. know that it was available. So it was, well, my rental yeah. shop has it, but nobody else has it. And uh, going That's on it. through life, like nobody else talks about this ever. I have never met another person that has said, yeah, I, I've played Ogre Battle 64 until now. Because I can say, Craig, mm-hmm. you've played Ogre Battle 64. Uh-huh. See? There we go. I the Culmination of a teenage dream. Um, there's a lot to get into here. Like, this is... <clears throat> this is one of those games that was always in the... Should I do a main episode about this? Should I do... But there's also the, oh, if they don't like this, this is going to be tough. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to give me an answer. Okay. What dost thou wish for? Oh, I forgot. Right. Oh, hang on. Let me get my list back. <laughs> What's I wish for? Uh, reform. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different than me, too. All right. What shall thou rid mm-hmm. from this land? This, this one was up. Chaos. Really? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. That's perfectly fine. Uh, and then, who, do, who dost thou call upon? For eight. Uh, raging flame. Oh my gosh, the complete opposite of me, Craig. <laughs> Craig. Oh my god. We what did you go for? Um, a water. I'm very much a okay. serene water kind of guy. Um, okay, so in case you don't know this game, what we've been alluding to is when you start up this game, uh, you get the best thing ever in video games, and I wish every video game, including like Call of Duty, would do this. <laughs> Uh, you get a basically a little personality quiz of like, you know, the questions I just asked Craig and it takes those and there's different numeric weights to each one. And what that does is it determines your starting class. 
So, you know, you could either be a Beastmaster, Knight, Peasant, whatever. So, basically, it's just a nice way of saying pick a class. Eh. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I enjoy that a lot whenever a game does that. I, I didn't like it. Well, of course you didn't because you have no taste. <laughs> no, it's the one thing I did. Right, okay. Because I knew what it was doing. I knew fine well what it was doing. But the thing that I think it root it didn't it took away a bit of the enjoyment of role playing for me. Like I personally might want to role play something that I'm complete. It's a combination of those answers that I need to then figure out how to spit out a class that I want to role play. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Like, like I think like I missed what you meant. Okay, right. So imagine you booted up Divinity. And instead uh-huh. of picking between all of the races and classes, so you can't just pick that you're going to be like a rogue, a two-handed rogue. Oh, I see what you've you mean. You've got to go through a per- you've got to go through a personality quiz to maybe spit out a class that you thought, yeah, that might be me, but it's not what I want to role play because I want to role play a dual wielding rogue, and it's given me a mage. All right, now uh, there's some good news on the horizon for you. Uh, number one, uh, you can always Google what the formula is and find out, oh, okay, so if I want to be this, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. that's a pain in the butt. So instead, you can change your class pretty easily I'd, I'd, as you go on. I'd, I'd, yeah, it I'd, looks like there's enough in it. There's enough going on that you can change your class and do whatever the hell you want and level up whatever you want all the way through. Now, it. I'm, um, for, as far as, for as far as I go. I'm very curious to see... Uh, well, first off, um, no pressure, of course. I mean, I know I'm really excited about this game. Mm-hmm. It's like a Fester's Quest, you could say. Um, <laughs> uh, how far did you get into this? So I got to the point where I went to... Can I just... I'll preface this by saying we normally say, like, at bare minimum, please play half an hour of a game. By the time you've played half an hour of this, you haven't even had a battle. Yeah, no. <laughs> you've just got to the point where you're moving people about the board. Um I got the first thing done. It's a fake out, and the guy says, "No, people are actually attacking your castle, and the prince is going to get nuked." And then um, went back to the main strongholdy castle type bit and did that. So I think it was it said it's not seen to, but um, story. Yeah, two? yeah, act two, story two, scene two, yeah, some something like that. Chapter so that two. was it. But it was a solid. Chapter two, it was a solid, like, hour and a half to get <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's always some of the problem of picking games like this. It's like, well, okay, I played my half hour. Mm-hmm. I've seen the title screen. Um, uh-huh. We can talk about how nice it is. It's still talk- pe- people still talking. Like, I, me just shouting at the screen, Dio, you're a dick. <gasps> Stop talking and let me get on with the game. Um. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, but you at least experience the battle, like like the, the main play of the game. Yeah, okay, yeah, so a couple yeah. things yeah. I want to talk about here. Number one, that opening scene where the block drops in and all the little soldiers guys jab it with the spear until it forms an N. For, ah, yeah. that's great. I love it. Um, okay. Whew, I'm too excited for this. First off, let's talk graphics, yeah. right? Uh-huh. I think the idea to go for people without mouths is weird. But I think the game looks good otherwise. How do you feel? Yeah, I think I it it looks good. Things that I that caught my attention were wee things, like the walk cycle is pretty nice. Um, when they're walking, especially if they're walking up or down stairs or something, it doesn't look 
like an N64 game where people are jankly walking about, doors opening and closing are really nicely animated and it's it's past the point of, you know where you got one of those scenes where there's a still frame of a wall with a door and then the door all of a sudden shifts yeah. to the animated version of the door. There's none of that. It, the doors just open and close. It's, it's very nice. Um, the battles look quite nice. The interface is all kind of there. I, I think it's it's a reasonably nice looking game. Now, I've always wondered with this, and I, I um, haven't had a chance to talk into the designers, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, they, they keep having restraining orders, so it makes it very hard. Mm. Um, everything looks like a little plasticine model. Like, it looks like you could make half this cast out of yeah, clay, yeah. and I kind of like that look. But I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, yeah. I've never seen, well, I've seen games, but I haven't seen too many that look like this game, especially on the N64. It looks weird. No jaggies really to be found, which always made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, moving on, because a lot of things. The battles. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about not having direct control? <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> Right, so there's, there's, this is like a double-edged... It's either a double-edged sword or it's a sword that's got two handles. I don't know what <laughs> way it goes in my brain. But I like I like having the ability to plan your your units and you have each kind of like mini-command... Or not mini-commander, but your... Battalion leaders. Troop leader or battalion leaders. And you can format that how you want. I love... The amount I think um, I love the amount that goes into the preparation of it because you know I like running numbers yeah. and I love making sure that everything's as tight as it can be and everything's as well um, placed as it can be to win. But to then, I feel like to then throw it into this autonomous battle, it's I, I, I like it, but I think for me personally, I prefer have then having control over what I've set up, if that makes sense. Like, I like setting up a thing where I can then fiddle with it further in live action, rather than just... This This more feels like you're setting up something to walk your guys over there, and they'll do what they need to do, and you don't need... It's a level above in strategy. You're the general moving about the blocks, rather than, you know, like, a commander. Okay, so you picked up on kind of why I picked... This in conjunction with Panzer General. Okay. These are two different games that both simulate being a commander in two very different uh-huh. ways. Like, yeah. um, in terms of... Well, okay, so let me explain what happens to the fine people. So you can move your, your troops around in real time. So think about it like an RTS on the map screen. So your troops are walking and they got their cool little walk cycles and they're walking. If they contact mm-hmm. another troop, that's when... You kind of sit back and watch and see what happens. You have a little bit of control, as in you can tell your troops attack the leader or attack the weakest or attack the strongest. Um, but you cannot say, okay, you, Mr. Swordsman, target this guy, and you you can't do that. Um, where your level of control comes in is, like Craig said, it's in the planning phase. You have, If you've ever played Soul Nomad, think of it kind of like that. But not many people have, so... Google Soul Nomad and then go, oh, this is what Ogre Battle's like. Um, <laughs> you have a 9 by 9 not 9 by 9 3 by 3 grid. And most troops will take up one space. 
So you can have nine people total if they're all of the smaller variety. Um, each troop, like if you take your soldier, their front row attack, if they're in the front, will be different than their middle row, which will be different from their back row. So this is very much in the planning of, okay, he's a, Valkyries are effective in the back row, but I want to have archers who need the back row. Okay, and you've got to kind of shuffle around your troops to where you get them in a position to where they work as a cohesive group. And um, it, this includes things like, oh, hey, these two units, when they're together, do a team attack, but they take up two squares where I may have wanted a healer or something like that. Um, everything is pretty much in that strategy planning phase. Other than that, uh, on the real-time map, it's more like, okay, I got to watch where they're coming from. Okay, they're, they're trying to circle around. I'll hit them from the back. That kind of stuff. Typical RTS stuff. Um, yeah. I, Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, on that note, I really like the way there seems to be some sort of, not literal because you can see the whole map, but there is a certain fog of war over where enemy units are. But on the map, you can individually position your people to face a certain direction to try and mitigate people sneaking up on you. And it's it's... It's like the use of an overworld map where it's not just putting people places. There's a, a, a skill to setting that up as well, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, one of the things I don't think you'd have run into is Ogre Battle is the series um, is known for a very specific thing. And that's called... Ogre Battles? Um, oddly, I don't think I've ever battled an ogre in Ogre Battle games. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's the morality system. Did you run into this no. at all? No, I, I didn't run into it, but I've, I've read about it on the, on the back of, you know, like reading about the game. So as far as my understanding goes, you can be reasonably good or pretty bad, and it's all down to you're either liberating people or towns or whatever, or you're conquering people. If you're, co- you're out conquering people, you're doing not too good. Uh, but if you're out liberating them... That's a, in my mind, a political spin on conquering. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like um, okay, two sides of the same coin. Um, there's there's yeah. more to it than that, and it's devious. Okay. Uh, so it has to do with literally how you play the game. If you have troops that are level five and you run into a level seven enemy, your troops will gain honor points from fighting a stronger enemy. If you go around bashing enemy troops that are lower level than you, you start to move more towards the chaos end. Oh, really? So, it, yeah, if you want to have the good, lawful character, you have to make sure he's always fighting stronger things. And it's really cool. Like, that's a great way to do it. Uh, and it affects quite a bit. That's cool. That would be... That would be... Because the way I can see myself playing this game, and I'm, I'm talking like I'm going to play it again. I might, I might not. But... Um, the map has a certain amount of towns and enemies. You've got one objective. I can. I would normally be the kind of person that would go in, do the objective, clear the entire mm-hmm. map, and then move on. You know, like 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 that kind of way. But c- could that mean then you put yourself in a position where you become overpowered, so that you'd always end up in that chaotic side of things? Because yes, you just hoover. You're. you're you're completely conquering the land. Which, I suppose that makes which sense. Which then that lends to, okay, these troops won't join you. Or these, like, um, every, I think almost, I think there's one or two uh, types of monsters or enemy troops that 
uh, you can't recruit. But otherwise, like if you're good, you'll be able to recruit the Griffins. If you're bad, you can get the Wyverns. It, it's all like linked to okay. this. It's, it's a very cool system that a part of me likes and a part of me hates because I'm like you. I want to do everything. So you uh-huh. always end up keeping these, lo- which is, I guess, in terms of gameplay, it forces you to always be recruiting and using fresh troops as opposed to just yeah, your yeah. one powerhouse unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, It puts in mind, like, for some strange reason, and this might be way off tangent, but in my brain, you can see some of these people um, just wandering about the lands doing the whole, are we the bad guys? type oh, yeah, conversation yeah. um <laughs> are we are we the bad guys we're we doing good are we the bad guys <laughs> uh what's it called uh okay so if you're familiar with a matsuno game i think that's his name we're gonna go with it uh he's uh the guy that did final fantasy 12 uh tactics ogre let us cling together um all of his games are very political this is about um class warfare this is about uh political machinations this game is very much follows in that right of like we're starting a revolution is it a good thing we're starting you know that kind of stuff um i've always kind of like intellectually i like the story it's kind of heady stuff like matsuno's games but i prefer more character driven stories so this is kind of a 50 50 split for me and i know you haven't played through this and i don't think you've played final fantasy 12 Uh, And you haven't played Vagrant Story. No. Okay, so what can you think of a game you've played where the story is very political, as in kingdoms against kingdoms and the machinations and things like that? Oh, you know, yeah, but I uh, I just, this is one of those questions where I'm thinking, this is totally, it's a totally familiar trope to me. Like, I totally get it. And can I think of a game? No, (laughs) because you've asked. If you hadn't asked, I could have told... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Um, But, yeah, so... um, But I I know what you're getting at. Okay, yeah, and it's it's weird to be like, I like this game, I like this story. Um, Okay, I love this game, I love the story, but I don't like the story very much. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't run into that very often. It's either I do or I don't, and that's the end of it. Um, All right, so let's, let's go a little behind the curtain here, Craig. Mm-hmm. If I had picked this for a main game, how would you feel about that? I mean, I'm not going to now. Oh, I would like. I would have felt good. Like, I would have easily just played this whole game. It, it would have been a no-brainer. Okay. I probably within the first half an hour, as I say, with the slowness and stuff, I probably would have been cussing your name upside <laughs> down. But when I started getting to, because I didn't do the tutorial, it, the options. The option screen in this, it was this. Yeah, the option screen in this is amazing because you've got like continue or new game, you've got tutorial, and you've got stereo or mono for the audio. Know, That's right. three <laughs> options. It's brilliant. I didn't bother doing the tutorial, so I just jumped straight into it. So it took a while to figure out that I can swap units and I can do this and that. Um, I would have easily absorbed hours and hours. And hours and hours and hours of this. It, it would have been a daughter. Well, because I'm curious, because, again, you're not a big strategy guy. Does this, the way this mm-hmm. plays, I mean, like you said, you have some doubts about not being able to control your units. But where does this sit yeah. compared to, like, a normal art StarCraft, Warcraft, RTS to you? Oh, I'm, I'm like, totally, I, I really liked it. 
this is very like you're you're making me tell you how I felt, and I don't like <laughs> it because I wanted to do the whole. I really don't like it, Dave. I can't believe you picked it, but it's kind of up there in a very weird way because I just didn't expect like I I did not expect it. I downloaded a ROM for the N sixty four. I started playing it, and all of a sudden, an hour later, I'm like, this is really actually quite good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I've said before on many podcasts, this is the only reason to own an N64 now. Um, uh, sadly, Quest is dead. <laughs> they died a very ignoble death. Mm. But um, the entire Ogre Battle... Like, I, I was introduced to this series on the SNES, and imagine doing this exact... Not this exact, but all of the mechanics... In this game on an SNES, it was rough. Instead of like troops marching, like you can see in this, it was just Mm -hmm. here's a marker. It's like a one with a flag and it's moving. But the battle scene still played out exactly the same. All the the customization was there. So little Dave was just galaxy brained when he tried that on the SNES. Mm -hmm. Like, I, this is too smart for me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. I wish more games would do this because the automation makes things zippy if you want it. But if you don't, then you can really go in and tweak to your heart's content. Yeah. And you can't. I actually, like, sometimes I do genuinely appreciate an auto battle system and something. And honest, I, I was thinking recently I played something that had this exact thing and I can't for the life of me think of what it was. But. It's the kind of thing where if you're just, and this is more in RPG terms, but it would apply anyway. If if you're just wandering the lands and fighting random enemy encounters, maybe an auto system's fine. But when you want to go up and fight a boss or you're trying to do something specific, you turn off autopilot and you just get loud. You know what I mean? It yeah. gives that flexibility if you've got the option. I think that's probably one of the smartest things newer RPGs have started doing is having an auto battle. Because, yeah. like, Dragon Quest Eleven was made yeah. a breeze because, oh, okay, yeah, it's just slimes, whatever, just... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Well, I'm I'm honestly very glad you like this because, again, I've never met anybody else that liked it. I mean, people on the internet are always like, oh, this game's great, and I'm like, I've never met you. But I'm very glad it's not nostalgia for me because a lot of these picks this time were, is this just nostalgia or is it me? Um, I'm glad this, this hit with you. I'm... No, it's a genuinely solid game. <laughs> I, I, so, um, people, I know Quest is dead, and, and the Ogre Battle franchise stopped with the remaster of Let Us Cling Together, but um, if you guys could remaster this, it would be great. I'd like to think there's, there's very old Japanese businessmen that are listening to this going, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna stop there because again, I, I could gush, but a lot of it would just be and then and then and then and then and I don't want to do that. But I did. I played this for like six hours again. I probably fin- I've only <laughs> finished this like twice because it is a massively long game. But um, okay. yeah. Uh, okay, so um, I have slight regret for picking this for it to rewind because I I really would have liked to do a show on this. But there's always other. Ogre Battle games, so that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to final thoughts it by saying this is honestly a game that holds up really well, and you won't, and I can promise you this, you will not play a lot of games like this. This is a very unique thing. I mean, it's very expensive, so don't buy it. It's not, 
anything that goes above the $100 mark is not worth it. I don't care what it is. It's no. not. But this has made me go, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, until I think better of it and take it out of my cart. Um, <laughs> so, yes, please. Uh, I, I know I'm asking you to do this on not just one, not two, but three dead systems this is available on. Um, I would say the easiest is probably Wii U. You can play it on that because the eShop's still going. You can buy it. Uh, it's 10 bucks on there. I think it's 100% worth $10. So, yeah, check it out. And even if you don't like strategy games, this might be, this is just enough of a tweak to where you might like it. Craig? Um, I'm just, uh, sorry, on eBay looking at uh, carts for Ogre Barrels. Luckily, four person of lordly caliber. it looks like uh, some some company, and, and uh, trust me, I'm, I'm 100% in the dark. I don't know if this is worth it or not. They started doing repro carts of N64 games, oh, which is okay. great. Yeah. So now, I mean, the price dropped to about like $60, but I don't know if the repro carts are any good. Uh, 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 I don't know. Oh, Dave, this is going anywhere, like... Pre-owned a Japanese version. Are, are N64s region locked? That's yes, a it silly is. Question maybe we spoke about this last night, didn't we? Because um, it's thirty quid, um, and then there's one from Canada. In Canada, it's one thousand six hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, so f- crack this up there with Lunar and uh, Steel Battalion in terms of if you want a good copy of this. I hope you have a six-figure salary. That's incredible. And I love this game a lot. It ain't worth that. I've got a six-figure salary. In fact, I've got a seven-figure salary if you count the pennies. I have a seven-figure salad, which means it's big enough <laughs> for seven people. I, th- I thought you said seven-finger salary. <laughs> like, that's a bit rude. That is a bit like, rude. Oh. That's two hands. I was looking at my hand there going, how would you... Oh, that's two hands. I live next to a nuclear plant, Craig. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> so final thoughts it up, my friend. Uh, um, yeah, so I I genuinely think this is one of the better Retro Rewind games I've played. It's been really, really nice to play something completely, like, completely different. It took me out of my comfort zone. It made me not actually, you know, like, physically manhandle people during battles. So you just have to watch your planning unfurl. And I actually, I really liked it. It's just got... It's got that depth in the right places, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You don't need to worry about the battle mechanics because it's got the juicy meat of it is in that planning and the positioning of your units. And I think I think if it would be a shame to not have a, either a modern remaster or a modern equivalent of that kind of mechanic because it, it, it's, it's pretty decent. And I'm I'm saying that, and I'm and I'm thinking, oh wow, I'm really genuinely surprised how much I got <laughs> on with it. Beyond because that first half an hour, if you're going to try it out on the basis of this, persevere. Yeah, this is not a booted up and all right. I'm going to have a taste of this. This is a, all right. I'm going to sit down. I have a drink. I have something to munch on. I'm going to experience this game. Yeah, it's not a quick boot up and try, like Blast Core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one last note is I did mention Soul Nomad. So this this uniqueness was sort of taken forward. Um, Soul Nomad is an NIS game, and if you don't know NIS, um, it's uh, Disgaea, La Pucelle, those games. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So take that kind of aesthetic, so a very anime aesthetic, which this is not, which is very surprising. But um, and you have all of the pl- the the I'm gonna call them rooms. You have all the room planning of the units, and you have the automated battle system, right? But you move them around like a Fire Emblem game. So the automation doesn't. So imagine a Fire Emblem, but instead you can put nine units in a room, and then when you battle it's not just one person hitting another person it's nine people hitting nine people kind of thing so it's sort of evolved a bit uh but i i I like the real-time aspect of this where uh you probably didn't run into it and i'm gushing again oh um where you see (laughs) someone going for your castle where you don't have people and you're like no 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 and you you're in that race to try to get back oh that's it's wonderful anyway okay yeah sorry Uh, um jesus child I, uh, I I I did I I did I had a lot of fun with it, Dave, and I totally I totally I'm not just buzzing off of you buzzing. I'm genuinely I genuinely had it. It was good. Okay, so really in good. all of Retro Rewind, I have picked mm-hmm. two really good ones. I have picked Wild Guns and ta- and Ogre mm-hmm. Battle. All right. So in another six years, maybe I'll get to five. Maybe. You must have picked more. Well, I meant games you're not that. familiar with. You never heard of them before, and then you play them, okay, and you're like, "Holy yeah. shit, this is great!" Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, I get you. All right. So, if you would like to talk to us about Ogre Battle, please talk to me about Ogre Battle. Um, you can do it at thebiteffect.com, where we have a bunch of forms. Man, okay, help me with this. We're gonna workshop it right now. We have a bunch of. Hmm. Okay. Okay, right. Let's 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 just take a rewind. Hit us up at thebiteffect.com. We've got a contact form. From there, you can oh, ask us about anything. That's blah, a good blah, one. Blah, 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 all blah. right, all right. So, yeah. uh, hit us up at thebiteffect.com, where we have a variety of contact forms. Nope, nope. That's oh, not for it. Fuck's um, sake. Hit us. <laughs> Hit us up at uh, thebiteffect.com, where we have a contact form with a variety of options. Um, we have a contact form that you can fill out with your name, your social security number, your income, if you would like to talk to us about Ogre Battle. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next... Or, or just tw- tweet us. Or, or, it's fine. Tweet or us. Twitter our tweets. At TheBitEffect.com. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Moving forward. <clears throat> our next big game mm-hmm. is going... Swift, swiftly. Thank you. Our next big game is going to be Alice. Not just any Alice. You may be thinking, which Alice? Alex Krug? Alice in Chains? Alice Cooper? No. This is American McGee's Alice. And we will see you next time when we go down the rabbit hole with American McGee's Alice. Yes. And thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.